Have you ever wondered how a song is made? How it starts? What happens during the recording process? How does an idea become that beautiful three-minute thing you hear on the radio? My name is Emmeline, and in Journey of a Song, I take you on a tour of a musician's creative process, from the very first notes to the final, fully produced progression. As a singer-songwriter and an independent recording artist, I am intimately familiar with the magic of music creation, but I also know that each song has its own sacred story. Each week, I'll be talking to a different songwriter as they pull back the curtain on a favorite composition, beginning with the acoustic version of the song and ending with the final recorded product. In between, you'll hear a conversation about the inspiration behind the song, the decisions made in the recording booth, and the many ways in which music reflects and informs our emotions and our lives. This week, my guest is the perseverant R&B artist, Carrie. Born Carrington Sneed, Carrie grew up singing in church in a musicals put on by the Black Academy of Arts and Letters. I'm so glad that she's brought some feel-good soul music right here to Journey of a Song. Today, we'll be talking about her song, Anxiety, off of her brand new record, M.I.A. Welcome back to Journey of a Song. My name is Emmeline, and I'm so excited for our guest today. I have with me the lovely Carrie. Carrie, how are you? I am good. I am good. I can't complain. I am alive and I am well. How are it is, you? It has certainly been a year where I feel like we can't take those things for granted anymore. Yeah. yeah alive definitely. and well is, you know, that's the closest as like, you're good. Yeah, <laughs> you're good. exactly. Yeah. You have all your needs met. I yeah. am so stoked because we get to talk about your track anxiety today. Yes. And we're going to give people sort of the inside scoop on what inspired you to create it. And what message you wanted to send with it. And and I think it's a really powerful message. So I'm really excited to share that with our listeners. I'm also excited because they're going to get to hear the live version of it right now. Yeah. In this life, 
I will survive. Oh, 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 Thank you. That was so lovely. Uh, this song is, we talked about this offline, but this is such a vibe. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's how I wanted to write it. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're dealing with, I feel like any type of like, oh, it's too much going on around here. You want to just kind of like vibe out, you know, like even like on a day after work, you just want to vibe out, you know? So that's kind of the vibe that I wanted to give. Not too much, not too less, but enough for you to vibe. Yeah. I love how peaceful the vocals become. Because you've got mm. a lot of layered vocal tracks going on behind your lead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Believe it or not, it's literally only, like, three parts, though. Is it really? Yeah, like, you would think that I, like, stacked it, like, four or five times. No, it's just, it's just only three little parts. And I guess the way how he mixed it, 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 it made it sound heavier. But that's what I told him. I said, I want this to be, like, the base of it because I don't have any music. Like, mm-hmm. my vocals are my music. So I think just the way that he produced it, he just, he made it sound big. And I said, love that love that yeah it's very sonically immersive hmm wow yeah that was very beautifully <laughs> it was beautifully put I like that thank you I but I think that there's something to that especially because <sighs> when you're in moments of anxiety mm-hmm. you yeah. need something that sort of wraps you up mm-hmm. yeah holds you and says hey it's gonna be okay yeah yeah so definitely having- want to give you your five senses Mm-hmm. So having that sort of consistent vocal part that happens underneath the lead is really comforting over the course of three and a half minutes. Hmm. Yeah, I guess you can say that. Yeah, I think I, I think w- w- once you keep listening to it and like if it just plays and plays and you're not paying attention to it, yeah, it, it kind of can be you're like, oh, and like it, even if you don't even like rock with the words I'm saying over it, it's like something that you can take from it. You're like. This is very soothing. And then it's just a straightforward song. It's not a bridge. It's not, you know, it's not like, oh, this is a full song. It's like a full, like you said, it's a full vibe, like full three minutes of just like peace, serenity, (sighs) you know? Yeah. And we all definitely need that after the year everybody's had. Yeah. And even now, you know, stuff is still going on. You're like, dude, like if it ain't one thing, it's another, I feel like, unfortunately, but fortunately, you know, again, kind of like I would say this morning, like I'm alive, I'm well, you know, so have nothing to complain about because there's some people that's still in the hospital or you know it's it's just it's still stuff going on so I will not complain there's definitely a balance though between saying to yourself yeah I'm good I'm alive I'm healthy I have food to eat I have a roof over my head and saying that it's okay to demand something better for yourself yeah it it definitely definitely is like it's crazy that you say that because I was talking to my mom Sunday Mm -hmm. and she was kind of like well, how's your life? You know, because she was telling me about her stuff. My mom and I were like best friends. So, you know, we sometimes we just chat, you know, and 
with me listening, I guess, I don't know, maybe she just kind of felt like, you okay? And when she asked, you know, again, went back to like, I'm good, I'm alive and well, you know, but I think I had to also remember too, like, just because you may have it better than somebody else doesn't mean that you don't go through stuff too. It may not be like what you go through, but, you know, I got my own little stuff. And, you know, I was just kind of telling her like, you know, I think I'm just afraid of failure, you know, like what's next? Like, I feel like kind of like what you're saying, like the world, it was at a halt and now it's kind of starting to like run again. You are like, so what's next? Cause I got so used to being at home or I got so used to gaining weight. <laughs> I got so used to, you know, doing all this other stuff that I'm not used to doing. And now I'm just kind of like, I don't want nothing else, you know? So it's like, I want to get out of this complacency where I am. And, and then too, also still dealing with a little bit of anxiety too, because I've realized I can be very hard on myself. Um, so it's just like, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a lot that can go on in your head to where you're like, you just need that comfort, you know, kind of like how we said in our last um, interview, like music, music is, is, is there. It's not going to leave you, not going to forsake you. <laughs> so yeah, like we, we, we definitely do need that comfort, something that can tell you it's going to be okay because you may not always feel like that. Absolutely. And I mean, from hour to hour, from minute to minute, that can change. Yeah. Yeah. In a blink of an eye, you know? Yeah. I think, I think that's something all of us have become a little bit more aware of. Yeah. Is that sense of instability that sort of acts as an undercurrent? Because the Mm -hmm. truth is, even when you think you're in control, you're never really in control. Yeah. Yeah. Even when you feel like, okay, everything went just as planned, then boom, the whole like, it's just like, what? Everything, I, I planned out everything. Like, and, but it, it's like, you just have to roll with it. You know, it's just like, you know what, whatever. I guess, you know, like you can't be mad, can't be sad. It's just like, it's just life. Like, this is so like, you, you wouldn't have known that would have happened. Just the inevitable. Just yeah. inevitable. And it, and like you said, music becomes the place where we can go to process all of that. The safe space to which you can always come back and say, okay. Mm-hmm. all right it's gonna be fine right right chill out you're good yeah or you can write your way back to good yeah yeah e- even if it's just journaling you know just anything just to release whatever your music is to you your music can be dance it can be pottery it can be folding clothes you know that's 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 your music you know because it, it's music and everything you know like even like with the air on or even with your phone going off or the water coming out of, I don't know, like the faucet, like honestly, music is everywhere. And when somebody like put that simply like that, I said, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Like music is everywhere. So it's like, whatever your music is, can be anything, jiggling some water around, you know, it's going <laughs> to be okay. I love that. I love that idea of music being everywhere. I think it's absolutely true. You can hear it in the drops of rain on the window pane. Like there's always a rhythm yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Really though. Starting your car. Right. Yeah, it is. You can find a vibe in anything if you're looking hard enough. Yep. You're absolutely right. You got to be tuned in with that too. Absolutely. Yeah. You do have to sort of become accepting as a songwriter of finding music in everything. Yeah. Being able to lock into whatever frequency you're listening. Yeah. Definitely. Say to yourself, all right, there's a song in this. Let's let's dig deeper and find that song. Yeah. And again, it goes back to, you know, like even in your pain. You know, so some people they're like, oh, I'm going through a bad breakup, forget everything, I'm mad, you know, but it's like, there's a song in that too. 
or there's a song in your happiness, there's a song in your anxiety, there's a song in your depression, mm-hmm. you know, but again, you just have to tap into it and be like, all right, rather than me go down a rabbit hole, you know, how can I, you know, pick myself back up and see where I can go from here since I'm already here, you know, I'm already down and you can't go nowhere but up. So might as well try. You can try. You can try. Yeah. It becomes, how do I label these feelings in a way that allows me to work through them Mm -hmm. and get to the other side? Exactly. Yeah. Did this song start for you with that vocal ostinato? Uh, pretty much, yeah. It started like with the alto, and I was okay. I'll stack that and see where we go from there. And I just kept that, and I did. I think like four, four eight counts of that, mm-hmm. and I just stacked it. And then I just kept listening to it. And I said, "This is really pretty." <laughs> and then I called my friend. I was like, "Okay, so I'm trying to write a song and listen to this." And I was like, "What do you get from this?" And then that's when she kind of pushed herself. Like I get very like vibe. It's very like kind of somber but not sad you know so yeah like it's just the vibe you know and sometimes it's hard to explain like just the vibe you know and I was just like but what do you mean what do you mean like give me something and that's when I was first starting to write again so I was like I, I need something so she's like well, right what'd you go through and at that moment I was like I don't know how to mm-hmm. and I just sat on it I think for a couple of hours and then I don't know what what brought me to write it I think I just kind of had like Oh, I'm tired of being lazy. And then I just started writing. And I just kept that. And I just wrote some uh, wrote some lyrics to it. And then I just brought it together. And I said, wow, okay, this is all I want to do with that. Because then I would have overworked the song. Then it would have been like, it was just okay how it was. So, yeah, that's 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 pretty much what happened. And, and it, it was raining. I couldn't do nothing. You know, and I was like, all right. This kind of fits the vibe, too. It's a rainy Thursday. You know, so I'm like, cool. And then I just wrote it and I guess tried to pour enough of my feelings that I understood at the time into it. And that's what I understood. So that's what happened. Let's keep it that way. Yeah. When did you title it Anxiety? Um, when did I title it? I think after it was done, uh, I was like, I would want to listen to something like this if I was, you know, probably in my head. And at that moment, I was like in my head so much. I was like, I don't understand. And then that's when I started to deal with anxiety in 2020, like really, 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 really bad. Like when I was asleep, like my dreams were so like vivid, it would run me dry to where when I wake up, I'd be like, I didn't feel like I was sleeping anymore. Mm-hmm. Or it was just too emotional. It, it was a, a emotional roller coaster. I said, what is going on? And then when I would express it to my mom, you know, she's like, well, did you pray about it? You know, things like that. So all of that, and then I was frustrated too. So I didn't want to hear that at the moment. I was like, look, I just need this to go away and I'm tired. Then I was still working at Walmart. So it was like the days I would wake up to go to work, even headed to work sometimes, I would be in my head on like, what was that dream about? Or you're so tired. Or now you don't want to go to sleep at night because you're afraid that your dreams are going to just run you so dry. Some of them were bad. Some of them were weird. Some of them were good. It was just, it was too much that I've never experienced all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, wow, this is, this is a toll. So when I wrote it, I said, well, I like to listen to rain when I go to sleep, even still now, like I'll, I'll have to listen to something just so I won't be so like, we're asleep and we're going to have a dream. I hear you breathing. What's that? You know, so I try to like take my mind off of it. So when I listen to it, I said, this kind of sounds like rain. Then it was raining. So I said, hmm, I'll just name it anxiety. Although I only said say it like one time in it, I think. Yeah, yeah. I only say it like one time. Yeah. So I was like, well, 
this is my feelings. So I said, cool, boom, anxiety. My name is anxiety. Because I wrote it through that, you know? Mm-hmm. I was like my baby. <laughs> I was I was gonna say because this came up when we talked about the new record when we talked about MIS mm-hmm. um and we talked about what it meant to you and how you started to write the, the songs and how you started to make the record can you mm-hmm. talk a little bit about that journey because you said earlier that this was when you were starting to write again which yes. implies that you had stopped writing can you tell us a little yes. bit about why and where your head was um so I, I dropped my first uh my first project, Carrie, in 2019. And I was like, man, this is dope. So it was like a whole like, yay! Like, it was so great. And then I think after that, I kind of rolled this coattail for a little bit. Um, and I was performing, I was doing all this stuff. But then I was like, okay, I, I feel like I've been doing this before I even dropped my EP. You know, like, even the songs that were on there, I was like, I've already been introducing people to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so then that year of 2020, like the pandemic happened, you know, so I was like, what? So even when I wanted to, I wanted to do another project coming into 2020, but it didn't happen. And, um, within the midst of that, that's when I started going through my, like, like literally January, like new year, well, pretty much like a week before the new year happened. That's when I started dealing with like all this anxiety. Like I was, I was so all over the place. And I think I was holding it in so much to where I didn't want to do anything about it besides like, I just want to get away from it. Or what can I do on a daily basis just to get my mind off of thinking about, thinking about, you know? So I didn't do anything because my mind just wasn't there. And I would talk to my friends and they'd be like, you know, you can't write anything you can't feel. Mm-hmm. And I said, hmm, but how can you write something that you feel, but it's brand new, you know? So it's not that I wasn't feeling anything because I was feeling everything. You know, but it's like I couldn't put that into words because it was only one thing that I was feeling and it was confused and weird. Um, but I was like, I, I don't know. So I think all of that really did put a halt on all of that, like the music, the writing, anything, collabing, just anything. And um, once I think, after, well, once the pandemic really set in, I was just like, well, dang, if it ain't one thing, it's another. So from that, I just tried to every day, like, okay, let's try to do some music today or even if you can't write anything, let's just start something today. So I think that like that inner daily motivation of let's start something today. And then I didn't, okay, let's start tomorrow. You know, I just tried to keep going until boom, our own anxiety. And I said, okay, okay, we got a song. Like, okay, girl, you did it. So I think after that, it just kind of started to fuel that fire and that motor of like, okay, here we go. And then I started getting like more music and I started writing a little bit. Some days I wouldn't finish all of it, but then I started writing. I said, okay, this is not too bad because then after anxiety i think i wrote number ooh, i don't even know lie to me be like i wrote i don't even know what i wrote next but i know that i wrote <laughs> another song like very soon after that though so i said okay like we're getting there you know and then from that it just started to like go and i said okay i think i want to do another project after a while because i was just doing music and i said well you we know this music might as well and then boom, 10 songs came. Um, I, I, I actually produced, like, made the beat on, which one did I do? It was, it was the last one, Move. Mm. Like, the, the very last track. And when I did that, I said, okay, I think I'm in the game now. But I didn't write that, like, like right then. I think I made it, and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with that. And I said, well, I only got, like, nine or eight songs at the time. And I said, well, I'll just write some of this. And then boom, everything came together. And I said, this is dope. Okay. And at first I still was like, this is not it. 
like some songs on there, I was like, I hate this song. Like, this sounds horrible. Like, I don't like this. I don't like how my vocals are. But I knew I had to do something just to get out of it, you know? So then I put it out. I said, okay, we'll see what's going to happen. And then, boom, I saw what happened. And now I'm still trying to see, like, where I'm trying to place that in my life. Um, like, I'm still singing and stuff like that, but I'm not singing as much. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of trying to see how... I can maneuver, but then also include like what I just put out. Cause I, I, I'm like, okay, I don't think that I really promoted this one as much as I did with my EP. Mm. I don't know. I think maybe just kind of still being in that state of like, uh, I did something, but I don't know, you know? So I think daily I'm kind of like, okay, do something else, you know? So if you put out another song, you'd be like, oh, and then go back to my album, you know, or yeah. doing anything, you know, just to still promote it. So yeah, that's how all that honestly came out. That's, it sounds... Sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, I was like, that's that's it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like you sort of wrote that record for you, though. Like, mm. you were able to share it with people, and that's yeah. been beautiful. But it sounded like what you really needed was the opportunity to sort of take steps to pull yourself out of a darker place. Absolutely. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. So in that way, the record sort of served its purpose because it helped you move from a place of stagnation to a yeah. place of momentum. It is, yeah. I could definitely agree with that. And that's a really powerful thing, I think, to be able to write your way out of a dark space. Yeah. Because at first, I didn't know what that was. Like, a lot of people, they're really good with journaling or they're really good with poetry. You know, mm-hmm. me, I'd rather talk they'll write it because my mind is like moving a mile a minute and then I can get all of it out rather than being like I should have wrote that there or I should have wrote that there so I rather just talk about it been about it listen to me talk and then boom I'm over it and then maybe I can write about it because now my thoughts are out of my head and it's like oh okay I like when I said that (laughs) you know or that was pretty clever like you would never thought about that if you wrote it down like that Mm. I'm, I'm still trying to do better at this now like I can overbook myself I can forget to take somebody back. I just, I don't know. Like my mind is just like super ahead of me. And it almost would be like, well, that's a good thing that your mind is one step ahead of you, but it's okay not. Cause I'll be having my phone in my hand. I'm like, where is my phone in my hand? You know? So it comes with writing. I'm just like, I don't, I don't like writing. I really, really don't. So it takes me a little time sometimes to just write. Like I have to seclude myself. I have to do all of that. Cause mm-hmm. I'll be like, whoa, squirrel. And do that and <laughs> it is it is not a good thing but I'm trying to do better with like just calming down slowing down so every day is definitely a journey that I'm like slow down you good you're not missing out on nothing you'll get there when you get there you know so just being more patient with myself is kind of like my goal now it's hard too being in an industry that glorifies hustle so deeply yeah yeah it, it really is because you would think like you would hear somebody else in an interview and they'd be like, yeah, you know, I, I hustled. Damn, I ain't getting no sleep. And you're like, I need to do that too. <laughs> and it's like, no, that may not work for you. I'm like, you may need your sleep. Also, that's not healthy. At all. It really not healthy. Like, and then it's like, but, but, but then again, it's like, you look at it and you're like, okay, like you hustled day and night. You lost an eye. You know, you lost a leg. But look at you now. You're a millionaire. You know, so you're like, okay, if I'm not hustling until my neck falls off, Am I really hustling? You know, but I think, again, me and my mom, we we both have to kind of like motivate each other on like, that's just not us though. You know what I'm saying? Like what works for you may not work for me. What works for me may not work for you. And that goes for everybody. You know, so I think really surrounding yourself with people that are still very like down to earth 
and not trying to like, I don't want to say like over exceed because, you know, maybe for you that work, you know, but people that are still like in reality, like you still need sleep. You still need to eat, you know, like you still need to talk to people. You can't just seclude yourself and just be in this dark place and be like, well, I just don't, you know, so it's like in all reality, you still need a healthy balance. If that means that you hustle on Monday and don't do it on Tuesday, you don't have to hustle it 10 days a week. But you have to surround yourself with people like that because other people that think that that's okay, you don't feel like that's okay for you. Then it messes you up, but it works for them. So it's like, who's going to be losing? You. Yeah. Yeah. I think us artists absolutely need people in our lives to be like, Hey, it's okay mm-hmm. to slow down. I love what your friend said to you that you can't write what you can't feel. Yes. Because I that, think that's, go ahead. No, no. I was just agreeing with what you're saying. Yeah. And I was, I think that that's such an important thing to observe because often we forget that you do have to slow down to feel sometimes yeah. work becomes a distraction. It becomes a way mm-hmm. of ignoring whatever feelings we actually need to be processing. Right. Yeah, definitely. And so being able to slow down, being able to sit with yourself, being able to record eight bars and then sit with a vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I think allows I was, you to get deep into your feelings. Yeah. And I think I was so used to like, boom, wham, bam. I write this. I write the whole song today. I record it or at least record the draft. Then I go smart to record it. At least I know what I'm doing. Like I'm always so used to being like on top of stuff. Mm-hmm. So now that I'm getting older and life is starting to happen, and I'm like, oh, okay, so that's, that's not what that was. Or, okay, maybe it was cuter because I was younger, you know, so it worked out, you know. But now it's like, no, like the expectation is a little bit higher. And I think for me as well, too, like I'm not, I don't want to just be in this place of like, well, when I was 16, like, no, man, like you're 25 now. So I'm going to need you to kind of elevate that and do it for you, you know, like finding the, the purpose in everything that I do is for me and not for anybody else or for my parents or for my family. Like, no, because at the end of the day, I got to die with all of the decisions that I decided to make and I want to die happy. At least be like, well, you know, I traveled enough world for me, you know, rather than I just want to travel the world because everybody else did. Like, no, no, like do what makes you happy. Even if it's just sleeping all day or yeah. you go out of town and you don't go everywhere. You just go to the bar and the buffet and that's it, <laughs> you know? So just finding like what works for you and being okay with that. And learning how to say no, too, because that may not work for you, too. All, all, all the yeses, they, they may not really be where you need to be. Yes. So learning that at an early age, so I'm not like 40, still trying to find myself and stuff. So, well, but, but no, no offense to anybody that's older, you know, that's still finding themselves. But for me, you know, like, I don't want to be that old because I left, life would have passed me by, you know. So I'd rather go through this now rather than be super old on my deathbed. And it's like, I wish I would have done what I wanted to do (laughs) I think and also it becomes a process of continually checking in with yourself right because you might think you have it all figured out and then to your point because we don't have control over the universe something happens Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you're sitting there with the tape recorder being like oh sleepless nights toss over and over like that's what I've been thinking about that's what's actually going on in my brain trying to keep my mind at ease that's what's actually happening here yeah really though yeah 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 yeah. because at that moment yeah I definitely like I was getting no sleep I was sweating in my sleep like I was like this is trash like this is horrible I want to go home I can't go home I don't want to go to work but I gotta go to work like (laughs) man and then it's like so now I wake up I'm about to look through Netflix I don't want to watch this show but okay maybe I'll try to go back to sleep because nothing's making sense to me right now 
or mm, I'll say, I guess an hour over for work because I mean, I ain't going to do nothing else. So I was going home and deal with all of this. So I might as well tire myself out here. So when I go home, I can just like easily go to bed. Like this, all the stuff that I was like trying to like construct to get back to like this, like, I don't know, get back to the regular old me. But then it made me feel like too, well, like I, I was really thinking about, I think that was probably like making me just like, what is going on? I was always telling myself, like, were you like this before you started dealing with all this? Or like, mm. I want to get back to my old self. Yeah. And that never made sense to me. And I was like, what's your old self then? And I was just like, I don't really know. Like, once you start going through stuff, you really don't. Or you you, you can't go back to like, but when I was, I don't know, let's say when I was 18, I didn't go through this. But how were you at 18? You know, so it's like maybe me going through this was like a blessing in disguise to slow me down or to be more patient and be more sensitive with myself. Because at this point, I'm like everywhere, like crying, just, I don't, it, it, nothing's making sense. So it's like, it's okay. Let it not make sense. Because maybe this is where you need to be. Because you probably wanted to feel this years ago, but you never did. So I was like, okay, I guess. But I'm in a way better, way better space now, girl way better space now. (laughs) Well, and because you wrote yourself out of it, you have the ability to give this gift to other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To give them the gift of process. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Because even when I dropped anxiety, a lot of my friends were like, I love that track. And I guess for me, once I wrote it out, I was kind of already done with it in a way. Um, I would listen to it sometimes, but I didn't think I was going to drop it. But then I did drop it. I think like on SoundCloud, just to kind of like, you know, I'll drop something because I ain't dropped nothing in like a year. And then a lot of my friends was like, yeah, you know, because I deal with anxiety and da, da, da. So just to know that people do deal with that. And I think too, like when you're not dealing with something, you don't think to ask if other people do deal with that um, until you're all, you are and you're like, so how do you feel? So I, I found myself really connecting with my friends. Like, so when you go through it, like, how do you feel? Like, do you get like high flashes? Like, do you not sleep at night? Like what helps? So then we also, you know, brought up that dialogue of like, hey, you know, this is what I do, you know, maybe you can do this, do that, you know. So I think that also helped as well to know like, okay, so this is anxiety. All right. So what I'm feeling isn't, you know, anything that's like foreign, you know, so everybody goes through it or has their own whatever's of anxiety. Mine may have just been different than theirs, but with that came really good feedback and it brought a, a, a lot of other people out as well. So I said, this is okay. And that's why I left the track alone. I was just like, cool. But then I brought it back. I said, well, this won't be too bad to bring back. So then oh, I was on the album. I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to make this number two. I'm making number two. Yeah. So if you don't want to listen to the whole album, you would have heard of two. So I, I definitely strategically placed the songs on my album, too, to where it's like, because you know, some people, they see like, oh, nine songs. I'll listen to the first three. And if I like it, you know, I'll go to something else. But I mm-hmm. wanted to make sure, like, I want y'all to hear these for sure. And if you get to the rest of the album, cool you know so I placed them on where I was to where I came out of to where I am now mm. so I was like okay so people that listen to the whole album thank you so much and I hope they enjoyed it so yeah yeah it, it turned out to be a really, really fun album after a while yeah I love that you highlight the importance of being honest about your journey because it invites other people to be honest about theirs yeah and then you can discuss the differences Mm-hmm. but you have to be in a place where you're willing to deal with your stuff in order to bring it right. to other people. Exactly. Because exactly. otherwise you're doing exactly what you're talking about. You're working overtime. You're clicking through Netflix. You're like anything to numb this, like make it yeah. go away. 
yeah. take it away from me or distract me from it so I don't have to deal with it. Right. Like, I'd rather get a headache than deal with this all day. Like, I'd rather suppress it so much to where I feel sick mm. to my stomach rather than mm. talk about it. When somebody asks me, like, what's wrong? I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> but I'm like, what? <laughs> I need to talk about this. Like, yeah. But, but, but then, too, I think, unfortunately, growing up as well, like, I don't know if I may hurt people's feelings, but I didn't feel as if I had friends that were friends to me like I was to them. Mm. So I think a lot of that started to play out when I went to college. Because, you know, when you're in middle school, high school, you have these, you have these friends um, and you feel as if, like, we're going to be friends forever, you know? Mm-hmm. But then we, when you grow up, things change and life changes. And that just helps people grow. So it's like, okay, that's fine. So I start feeling alone a lot. So after a while, I was like, I ain't talking to nobody about my stuff. Like, I'll tell you what I want you to know. Mm-hmm. Just so you won't feel like you know too much or that you know me or whatever the case may be. But after a while, it, it really wasn't that good. Because then once all of my emotions started to show, then people actually started to ask, like, are you okay? And genuinely, like, are you okay? Rather than like, are you good? Okay, bye. You know, like, people really wanted to know. And then that's when I started to realize, like, maybe I should open up. But open up to the correct people, of course. But mm-hmm. It started to, like, make me feel like, okay, I can't do this alone. And you can't do life alone. Like, you at least need, like, one person. Like, if you just got one person, like, you, you're really good. But just to be like, I'm good. I don't want to do it at all. It's like, no, you, you can't do that. So within that time, I did realize, like, you maybe need to reconnect with some people that's been trying to connect with you, you know, because I, I think I was always very surface level. Like, uh, I've already, you know, been there, done that, had a friend. Now we're not friends some more. That's going to hurt my feelings and all like that. And mm-hmm. especially right now. I don't need nobody to do that to me because I may pop. I may let loose. I don't know what may happen. Like you may get cussed out. I, I just, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I was really like to myself, but that's what I was already doing, being to myself, which was driving me crazy. But then too, my roommate and I, you know, we, we had a really, really good relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could talk to her about my stuff. And then we worked at Walmart together. So I was like, well, this is what I'm going through, girl. You know, she'd be like, you know, I love keeping too. You know, so we tried to find ways of, you know, helping each other. Or when she came in, hey, girl, you good? Or, yeah, girl, you know, I feel like I'm kind of tripping a little bit today. You know, it's like, okay, it's okay. You know, so just having, like, that constant accountability partner to help you do that, I think that also helped as well. And my mom, you know, she, she, she she's a, a, a prayerful woman. So some days she'll just call me in the middle of the night and be like, hey, are you okay? And I'll be like, how'd you know I was up here going crazy? Oh. But. I appreciate those th- those calls where I was really like, dang, like I do feel alone, you know? And people always knew when to come into the gap or God always sent people in the gap to where they were like there when I really, really needed somebody. So that also helped as well. That's really beautiful. God always sent people into the gap. Yeah, always. I, I love that. But I also think that you have to be open to it, right? And sometimes yeah. we take baby steps in that direction. Like you telling your yeah. roommate, like you saying, okay, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be like, yeah. today, today I'm not feeling it. Mm-hmm. And when that's received well, you take another step. You're like, right. oh, well, maybe next time when she asks me if I'm okay and I'm not, I'm going to be honest. Right. And then when she's like, yo, Loki, me too. You're like, excellent. Now we've deepened our connection. And so you take another right. shuffling step forward and it mm-hmm. becomes something where you start to create the space for God to put people in the gap. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Because he so, sees that. 
expertise at work. He's like, all right, I, I know you got strength and you got like a strong skin around you, but you like lighten the load for you too. So yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. That's beautiful. And such an important thing that we have to do the work. But yeah. when we do the work, the work is rewarded by God saying, all right, here you go. That girl, that. Hey, that <laughs> for sure. Because then now I, I find myself in a very different, more, a uh, more happier, more joyous. Like I'm more like, look, I'm not resonating with that, so I'm about to move around. You can be mad if you want to, but I've came a long way, like twice. So <laughs> first time, I, I I don't have time for it. So first one, shame on you. Second time, shame on me. Like no man, like so now it's, it's it's like this third wave around where I'm like, okay. I knew how I felt when I wasn't okay. So now I find myself deepening connections that actually resonate with me. Like they may not be for you, but they're totally for me. You know, rather than when you're younger, you're like, oh, well, you're not going to hurt me either. And not that I was ever really like that, but at the same time, you know, sometimes things can change. You, you may go from, I don't judge nobody to being a judgmental person. You know what I'm saying? So I've always definitely like prayed, like, you know, God put the right people around me. And my mom also would always pray over like my, my brother and I'm like, you know, God put the right people around them. And so with her doing the majority of the prayer, I think it like kind of trickled down on my brother and I to also know our worth too, um, to not lower our expectations. And not that we have like out of the world expectations, but you do have expectations for people in your life. Like, come on. Um, so with that, it, it helped us to know where our real friends or discern like okay you are for me or you're not for me and I actually have like really really great people around me we may not talk every day we don't have to talk every week we don't have to talk every month but when we do talk it is like a sense of refreshness of like whoo girl thanks I didn't even think I needed to talk about all that and then you can go on another five months go on another two weeks you know and that helps so it's like I rather have friends like that and have people on my line every single day just because you're more connected or you trying to be obsessive. And it's like, we don't, we don't need that. We're grown. We are grown. I just need people that are there for me. If I call on you, you don't mind being there for me and vice versa. Cause you don't find a lot of people like that or they don't understand the assignment. And you just be like, okay, I guess we're not friends then. Yeah. You have to find people who are on your wavelength. Yeah. And yeah. People who are yeah. willing to pour into you while you pour into them. Mm hmm. Yeah, because I felt like I was always that friend that was like, all right, well, I got the strength for everybody else, you know, but then when I would run out, it's like, well, you ain't got no more, we about to, you know, and then for me, I'm like, well, here I am having to gather myself up by myself again, just to still be here for y'all, you know, it's like, that's very, like, draining, you know, yeah. but when I decided to take myself out of that or kind of distance, or sometimes it'll just happen on its own, you know, you'd be like, y'all not friends no more, I'm like, no. But no bad blood, though. It'd just be like, that's just not where we are anymore. And I'm totally fine with that because you're in a different space and I'm in a completely different space. And maybe our spaces would have collided and we probably would have fell out really, really bad. So I'm glad that I've, I've distanced myself from people rather than falling out. Because that'd be different. Because then you may burn a bridge or maybe later on in life, y'all are both on the same wavelength and y'all are like, hey, I need you for this. Or, hey, can you help me out, out with this? And because of that connection that's not burnt, you can like maybe come back and connect maybe like this close, but not where y'all used to be. And that's fine too. But you just have to be mature in that, you know? So I definitely, that's my goal and my prayer to definitely like be, be mature. And, and I'm still working on myself. I, I am. Some days I have to talk to myself like fix your face and listen. Don't talk over them. Don't go back and forth. You said what you said. Walk away. 
<laughs> but it helps. It helps. It helps. It really does. It's a journey, right? We're all growing. Yeah. Ideally, we're all growing. Yeah. You would think. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. But that goes to finding people on your wavelength, because if you know that your goal is to keep growing, then you want to surround yourself with other people who are going to keep growing. Exactly. Yeah. And like, you can feel that too. Like even just from a conversation, you can just be like, Hey, so where are you? And it can just be a simple conversation. Like, Hey, what do you like to eat every day? You know? And you see people like, yeah, you know, I try to, I try to, you know, incorporate vegetables and fruits and water. You talk to somebody else. Oh, just Chick-fil-A, chicken, wings, you know, you're like, I I can hang around you there because you won't get me fat like you because I like all that. <laughs> but hang around <laughs> people that are like a little bit more like a little bit more disciplined than you. So when you do go out, it's like, hey, let's try this spot where they just only serve fruit. Like, okay, I'm down for that. You know, so I, I like to hang out with people that are almost like the underdogs or people that you wouldn't think that would be cool. Those be the coolest people. Those be the coolest people, the most funniest people, the most resourceful people. Like, you'd be like, I didn't know you know how to build tires for cars. Like, you'd never know. But you're it's trying to true. be, but yeah, we're just trying to be in this crowd and they don't really know how to do nothing. They ain't, ain't benefiting you. They ain't benefiting them. I'm just like, nah, like send me the weirdos or the misfits. <laughs> like send me all of those people that you feel are like super weird or like send me whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like those are the best people, the best people to be around. Well, those and are the people like, who've had the hardship that have enabled them to mature. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, like the people that that's that's been bullied, you know, that, that helps them be like, no, like, you know, I want to do that, but now I know my worth or, you know, through that bullying, it helped me realize my, you know, like my my whole joy in this or my purpose in life is to do this or counseling. You know, I know how I felt when I was down and depressed. So now I do this for children. I have a, you know, a nonprofit or, you know, you're like, wow, that testimony is really, really dope. Like, you would never know that, you know, but you have to want to kind of like, what, what, what you were saying, like, you have to want to be open up for that. But if you're not, then I don't know. <laughs> you just got to do what you need to do. But yeah. yeah. I, I love that. And I think that's such an important notion to internalize that, yeah, that you have to open up for that. And that you have yeah. to open up yourself to the possibility that by associating with people who are different or people mm-hmm. who are, you know, vibing in yeah. a different space or people right. who are operating at a different level that you're mm-hmm. going to be challenged it might make right. you uncomfortable it might not be right. socially acceptable but ultimately mm-hmm. you're going to grow right you yeah. just have to be willing to work through those phases of discomfort yeah and you're going to be happy at the end of the day because then you'll find yourself like hey if you can be true to yourself i can be true to myself and you're not going to judge me because i'm not judging you that's cool because you may be around people that you've only known for five minutes or a month and they may feel or make you feel like a lifetime and you'd be around people that you've been around for years and you're like this is what I was used to but I hated hanging around you <laughs> you know and you're like I'm, I'm about to move on you know what I'm saying we can just distance ourselves because we're just on different like vibes you know so yeah I love that yeah. you say that you can get used to something that's bad for you we're mm. used to something that's not necessarily good for you. Yeah. It's neutral for you or that doesn't yeah. challenge you or doesn't elevate you in any way. Yeah. I, you know, you, you end this song beautifully with in this life, I will survive. And I think sometimes, you know, we allow our standard of living to get stuck on survive. Mm. And we let ourselves think that that's not enough. Yeah. And I love that this is track two on MIA, right? 
because uh-huh. it leads you to what happens after you've made that commitment to I will survive. After you've said, no, you know what? I'm like, I'm better than staying in this awful place. I'm mm-hmm. better than muting all these feelings. Right. I, like I will that. survive. I can move past this. And once you make the commitment to move past it, you open yourself up to all of those possibilities. Yeah. You know what? I like that you say like we, we can get so stuck on just surviving because surviving and living are completely two different things, mm. you know? And it's like, I would rather live. I still want to survive, but I'd rather live to where me surviving is just almost just like natural rather than me trying to survive and I don't know how to live. So here I am. I'm like, I'm just trying to survive. I'm just trying to survive. It's like, but are you happy though, bro? Like, but are you, you know, in taking the right things? Like, are you listening to the right music? Or are you surrounding yourself around the right people to where that feeds you, you know, internally, mentally, physically, anything to where survival is going to be like a second instinct when you learn how to live. And even with my mom, like now, she's more of like a freelancer now. Like my mom decided to leave her job because that was just the next space where, you know, God was calling her to be. So to see her do, or to leave a job from 15 years, for me to see her just leave and just do her own thing, you know, I'm like, you can live, bro. And I think even for her, it's, it's, it's a challenge every day, but she's in a way better headspace than before. But just to see her do her own thing and just to see things just happen, it makes me be like, well, I can make my stuff happen too. You know, so yes. I think that that was a big thing on why I was like, well, forget this. Like, I'm going to take a break from school. And if I need to go back, something will push me to go back. Or if I just need it, I will go back and I'll figure out a way on how to fund it. And it'll be easy because it's something that I would have to need rather than me wanting to do something. It, it, it almost seems like for me, it takes longer for a want to happen rather than a need. Mm-hmm. So like when I was in college, I would need to eat, <laughs> you know, but I would want money, you know, but I like, Maybe just out of nowhere, my friends were like, hey, what you doing tonight? I'm like, girl, nothing's getting off of work. Oh, we have a nacho over here. Come and get a plate. Little do they know. I'm like, girl, this is the meal for today. Like, thank yeah. you. You know, so it's like those needs are being met so quicker than a want. So now I've realized, like, look, whatever I need, wherever I need to be, that's where I want to be. Because at this point, I'm done just wanting over, the, oh, oh, over my needs. So even with, you know, I guess, going back to her happiness, you know, all of her needs are being met. Mm-hmm. She may have wanted to probably stay at her job. She may, may maybe wanted to be in that complacent, but this is what I'm used to because it's how I was surviving. Now to see her living, I'm like, that's so dope. Like she can now live in the house. Like, cause normally you, when you're working all the time, you don't really get to live in your house. You just kind of come here, you sleep, go back to work, come here, sleep, go back to work. You know? So to see her actually like embracing everything that she's, you know, worked for, I'm like, that's dope. So for me, it gives me hope. I'm like, okay, well she can do this you know, in her fifties, like I can definitely do this in my twenties, you know? Yeah. So I think living with this, like living testimony as well and living with this great role model, I think that's what helps me as well. Even as an artist, like she, she's never been like, well, you can't sing or, you know, singing gonna be hard. Girl. Like she's never done that. She's like, do it the way how you would do it. Cause nobody sounds like you and nobody gonna sound like them. And if they want you because they want something sung like Carrington, guess what they call them? Like be like, me it's like exactly honey so it's always like this like motivational this like i can do this thing so i think that that also helps too to have those family members around you too so your friends family just to be around that energy of like whoo life gets hard y'all but we can do it you know you're like you're right ashley we can't do it we can't do it (laughs) that's so beautiful i love that you talk about your mom empowering you 
what a yeah. great testament to who she is and to her journey and to how that journey has poured into you. Yes, a lot. Like since I was a baby. Like I ain't want to say I don't think I did. But she's always just been like that, like, you got it, Schnuckles. Or, All right, KK, let's do it. You know, like, God. Okay. So yeah. A, a, a lot of stuff that I do, I feel like I started out doing it. I can't say doing it for her, but she was a major push, you know? So yeah. it's like, of course, like, mom needs me to do this. Cool. Yeah. Or, hey, I think you can do this. Just try out. Just try out. Just try out. You know, she never pushed me to do anything but or, or forced me to. But she's always like been there like, you got it. <laughs> and with that, like, oh, my God, I'm here now. You know, so, yeah, yeah definitely giving her her flowers while she's alive to her. Yes. So important. Yeah. Give her the roses yes. now. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Without the doors. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. shout out to Carrie's mom. That's hey. great. My BG. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to hate that. I'm not nobody's BG. Yeah. Yes. That, that, that is my homie for life. Oh, that's so great. And, and so important to kind of share with people how inspiring it is to watch someone you love take a leap of faith. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And how it inspires you. Cause you're like, well, they did it. It worked out. Maybe I can do it. Yeah. Maybe that'll work out. Yeah. H- has to almost. And they like, it's gotta work out. Like, why wouldn't it? You know, like, see you go through it. I pretty much know how to maneuver to see how you maneuver. So totally. Okay. Maybe this may work for me. And if not, I know who I can go to and I can trust to know that you're not going to leave me down like a path of like, Oh, well, you need to get it by yourself. Like, no, no, I, I know you love me. You're going to tell me the right things. And you're going to keep it honest with me, too. So, so important. Yeah. Yeah. That's where sometimes we can probably like collide a little bit, but not like, like me and my mom, like, we don't like bump heads. We don't be fighting. Like, we don't, we don't even argue. We, we may kind of make like disagree about something and we're kind of like the same person. So we would like kind of disagree and be like, all right whatever but like I'm listening though you know what I'm saying or she's listening you know so we can always take and receive from each other so I'm super glad that I grew up with that so even with my friends I know how to be a good friend I know how to not always want to be right or I know how to apologize my mom apologizes to me you know when she's wrong so it's like thank you for that you know so that also helps with my music helps my relationships that also helps with me you know where I know how to apologize to myself like it's okay girl like let's move on you got it it's okay you're good. Let's move on. You know, so that, that, that definitely helps a lot. That is really beautiful. That idea that it's okay to apologize to yourself. Yeah. You have to. I, yeah, but we, so often we hold ourselves accountable Mm -hmm. for things that aren't our fault. Yeah. And so apologizing to ourselves for that criticism or apologizing to ourselves for saying, you know, stay closed off. Don't talk to other people. Or yeah. Stay hard. Stay strong. Don't let yourself get all crumbled down and broken down and feeling weird. Yeah. I, I think that's really beautiful. You you have this really great musical choice here that was sort of your own leap of faith, which is that you don't have a chorus. Mm-hmm. You don't have a bridge. You right. just have this beautiful verse that sort of details exactly where you were and really great honesty. And then you say over and over, in this life I will survive. And then it is just a vibe. Yeah. So it's like in the song musically, you take yourself from survive to thrive because you step into the vibe and then it's just you vocally doing what you do. Mm-hmm. 
And I love that metaphor. I think that's so beautiful. And to hear you talk about your mom and that journey, that's a, that's a parallel that I see that I really appreciate in this. Yeah. Is allowing yourself to surrender to the vibe of the song and saying, you know what? All right, I'm going to step into this music. Right. I'm going to see what it holds for me. Right. And if not, I'm apologize to myself or I, I'm going to apologize for being so hard. Like, as you do this, it's okay. Like, even if you don't like nothing, just put it out. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You're okay. Or it's okay if, if you're still dealing with this, even after the album. But at least you did something. And you'll soon appreciate that. Even if you just be like, I released something else. Even if I hated the whole project, you released something where a lot of more people resonated with it than what you thought. And then seeing them resonate with it may make you kind of go back and be like, hmm, I never thought of that like that. Even like how you were putting like, you know, how, you know, this line and how this line, it kind of makes me rethink about the song too. Like, I didn't think that I was doing that. So just to hear it, you know, from somebody else, I'm like, wow, kind of makes me rethink it all. Like, yeah, that's that's exactly how I was feeling. I I didn't think that's what it was going to portray because I don't know how to pretty much just put on paper this is how I feel, yada, yada, yada. Like, it's hard, you know? So to hear yeah. other people talk about it to me, I'm like, I'm glad that you took that away from that because it's exactly what I was, I guess, trying to do. Yes, good. Yeah. I think that that's the beauty of music though, is when we open ourselves up and we say, okay, I'm going to be a channel for this message. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm really going to receive whatever these feelings are. I'm going to let myself be honest about those feelings. We end mm-hmm. up doing things that we don't always realize we're doing, I think, because it's not just us working. Hmm. Who else you know? is working then? I think it's God working through us. Hmm. It's opening ourselves up to that message, you know? Yeah. It's like we talked about God stepping into those spaces, God putting people in those spaces, God's putting (laughs) words to the feelings that you're finally ready to acknowledge are there. Right. Or God saying, you know what? This feeling doesn't need words. Carrie, you got enough words. This feeling doesn't need any more words. Just throw the vibe on it. Yeah. And see, that's why... Um, at the beginning, it was like, oh, 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 like, I'm not saying anything right there. So I was like, I'm not, that, that's it. So kind of like exactly what you just said, like, the vibe is already there. Just do that. Come in with a little bit of chorus. Sprinkle that on there a little bit. And then come back in with the vibe, you know? So even just kind of I- explaining that to certain people, sometimes I'll be like, I don't want you to know all that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I guess now explaining it to you, I'm just like, yeah, like, I think this is maybe like the first time I've maybe like opened up completely about that. So it's helping me to kind of like, yeah, like kind of re kind of go back like, wow, I cannot believe you were in that space alone, girl. Like, wow, you did that. You came out of that. So I, did. I, I, I appreciate that. Well, and then it's great, right? Because you have the tension of you speaking over these other voices. Mm-hmm. Like you separate from that chorus of just kind of flow. And then yeah. you take the leap after you say you're going to survive and you step into that flow with the other voices and you say, okay, I'm ready to rejoin yeah like okay I'm not stuck in this space anymore or I'm not gonna let myself be stuck in this space anymore I'm gonna take the scary leap I'm gonna get back to the place where I try to connect with people and Mm -hmm. I'm gonna throw my voice into the mix and see what happens yeah and we're just gonna cut it off at three minutes and two seconds it was so beautiful though it's it feels like a leap like a sonic leap of faith and I love that you listened to the message that it was done and said okay you know what I'm not gonna listen to the social pressure to throw more crap on it I'm yeah. just gonna let it be what it is because as a yeah. musician, that's hard. We have a lot of voices in our head saying, Oh no, you need to do this. Or, Oh, where's your chorus? Or, Oh, your bridge is too long. And you have to surrender ultimately to the feeling that made you create the song because at the end, what we're really serving is the song, not us. 
Right. Not our ego. Yeah. Not our sense of, oh, how much do I need to promote this? Like, how many hits right. is this going to get on SoundCloud? Right. It's about serving our art, serving the song and saying, all right, world, like, here's exactly what I had to say in all of its authenticity. And maybe it's not what you expected to hear. Maybe it's not what's conventional, but this is exactly what I meant to say. Right. And that's it. Take it or leave it. And going on to number three. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, I think that that's crazy too. Like how you went on, like not being pressured to add anything on. Cause I think as artists, you do have like other friends that you're like, Hey, listen to this real quick. And it's not out, you know, it's like, look, it's, it's a draft. You know what I'm saying? Like just listen to a vibe with it to what you think. So you do take that for consideration, you know? And you're like, all right, she did say that. That chorus went to, it didn't bang. So then you, you find yourself going back to the drawing board and then you almost mess up the whole like song just because you didn't like it. But out of that one, millions of other people may be like, no, I liked it. That's how it was. So then you having all these, well, I didn't like that. Or I think you, you should do that on that. So now they've taken you out of your whole space of your song. And now that one song, you're like, well, I'm just not going to do it. So the fact that you even took that away from yourself, it's like you probably took that away from somebody else too. So all of the gifts that you have that you don't share, it's like you're kind of cutting somebody off of maybe pulling them out of something or just connecting with you or connecting with themselves. Like, you don't know. So if I would have never dropped anxiety, it's like, so would I even be in a place where I am now or would other people be in another place where they are? Because a lot of my friends were telling me too, like, you know, I listen to that, you know, at night, if I have to, da, 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 da. I'm like, I appreciate that. But it's like, they would listen to only the snippets that I would put out. So that's what made me like, let me put this on SoundCloud. So it'd be easily accessible mm-hmm. for those that actually do like the song. So I think, and then too, for me, I was like, I'm tired of shuffling through my phone and try to find it <laughs> to listen to it. I was like, let me just put it somewhere where I can easily access it. So mm-hmm. if I need it, I got it. Cause I'll forget where it was. And so, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. I think that's dope. That's really beautiful. And so special that you heeded the call to share your gift. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. Cause yeah. it's, it's not easy every day, you know? Even now, like I, I can be transparent too. Like I feel like lately I've been so rusty. Mm. Like I guess kind of going back to that conversation of like kind of failing, and um, I I just I don't know. I, I what what well I've been blessed to where I haven't failed a lot. Like everything that I put my mind to, everything that I've wanted to do, I've always just like I got it. Let's do it, you know. And my mom really made a good point. She said, "Well, have you ever thought about failing forward?" I was like, what do you mean by that? Right. And when she explained, she said, well, I mean, you may fail at, so say you may have wanted to sing background for Beyonce, but since you failed at that, now you're opening up for Beyonce, you know, but you're singing your own songs. So rather than you failing with that, you fell forward to do something that puts you still in a position to where you can still do what you want to do. I said, wow, (laughs) that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. And I never thought of it like that. I just thought like, man, but this is what I would want. And then I think I'm, I'm in this place too, where I'm like, but since I've haven't felt so much, like, I guess, like rejection or too much of that, how would that make me feel now that I'm older and I can process all of that now? When you're younger, you hear no, you're kind of like, ah, and you're over it. You know, you eat some McDonald's or whatever, but you know, you're older, you know, you have like goals, you have dreams and you're like, okay, I'm 25 or oh, I'm 22. I want to be here by 23 or, mm-hmm. and then you pass all of that. And now you're like, okay, like now I'm back at the drawing board. If this fails, this was my best. So what would that look like if my best is not best enough? 
or how would that feel or how how would that look like going back to a drawing board trying to arc up some more bets when you already put your best forward you know so it's like how would that make me truly truly feel and i think that's why i'm so like i don't want to do nothing and i find myself not doing anything to where i'm not working like it like how i should i'm not practicing how i should i'm not singing like how i should so sometimes when i am singing i'm like man <laughs> you need to start practicing again or you need to start doing more you know, but then it's like with life comes other like responsibilities. Now I have a fur baby, you know, that I have to take Aww. care of. And she needs so that's that was her screaming. It's like she needs so much attention, you know, and I'm like, gosh, like I had so much time before you. But then I think too, I wasn't even doing nothing with that time either. Yeah. So it's like, what is it? What is it? Like, how can you come out of this? I, but I think having that help. Yeah. Don't know. That's that's when we start to apologize to ourselves, right? Because sometimes, mm. you know, I had Cherish Love Robinson on the show and we were talking about seasons of preparation versus seasons of release. Mm. And sometimes preparation is giving yourself grace and saying, you know what? It's okay not to do anything today. Yeah. Because by not doing anything, I'm nourishing something in me that needed to rest. Mm. And maybe tomorrow I get ambitious. I mean, if every day you're doing nothing, probably you need to self-examine. See yeah. what's going on. But, <laughs> right. but if you have a day where you don't do anything, you know, society teaches us, oh, that's bad. That's lazy. You should hustle. Yeah. What are you doing? You know, right. have you thought about your goals today? But I think that can be sort of toxic because it implies that we always have to be in motion. And yeah. this came to you because you sat with a feeling. Mm-hmm. And it created depth in your friendships because you allowed your friends to sit in a feeling. Mm-hmm. And when we acknowledge the things in which we're sitting, it enables us to say, okay, I see this, I hear this, I get this. And now when I step out, I know of what I'm stepping out. Yeah. And I know how to go about it. I know what direction I want to go now. That part. Because I'm at a fork at first, I know left or right, but now I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go left. Mm -hmm. And whatever comes, I know that I can deal with it. Because you never know what's a good decision until you make a decision. In this and that's what I find. You know what I'm saying? So it's like whatever is put in your way because you're meant to go that way. You may have not known that you were supposed to go that way or you probably didn't even want to go that way. But again, you know, thinking back on failing forward, even if you fail. OK, cool. Whatever that was on the right side, that probably would worked out. But maybe this is what this was for you. Maybe it slowed you down. So when you go over there, because, you know, life is like a full circle for me, too. So it's like, whatever happened over here, it's just going to circle back around. So if it's meant for you, it, it, it's, it's yours. It's, it's yours already. But you may not get it right then because some stuff is just not meant to be there because you may not know how to handle it. So I'm, I'm now learning to be okay with whatever happens, happens. Hmm. If this is a good performance, it's a good performance. If it's a bad one, it's a bad one. You know, so just, but, but just keep moving forward. Because at, at first, starting out singing, I hate to hear myself sing back. Like, I, I do something, people record this, and I'd be like, ah, please do not show me that. Because I would hear every little bad thing. And I'm like, gross. Like, I did too much, you know. But now I'm learning, like, that's just where you were, you know. So listen to it. Grow from it. Do something different next time. Now, you know, next time when you sing, don't think too hard. But realistically, you heard that you were flat. So maybe, you know, work on this. You know, so I'm trying to work on the realistic stuff rather than the expectations like you should have ran all right you should have screamed like no this was just a little uh, just make sure you work on it next time and that's it you'll have another opportunity yeah giving yourself grace 
and allowing yourself to grow and recognizing yeah. that growth means that you're going to be in a different place later than you were now. And that's okay. Because yeah. ideally, we're like, all growing. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't really necessarily like change like that, but I'm trying to embrace it because I think change comes with so much like other stuff that I don't like, but I have to learn. But change cannot be so bad. You know, change in France is not so bad. Like I have a, a really, really great, um, my brother that was there with me at the, at the interview DJ, he's became like the best friend to me, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I can't say that I just have like 17 other friends, but I can say that that's one guy that I know, like you got my back. And, and, and he does. I don't have to tell him nothing. He, he may not be perfect to other people, you know, but for me, I'm like, but you're perfect just for me, bro. Like when I need you, you're there. And I don't have to tell you. I don't I don't feel like, oh, are we friends today? You got my back today. Like, no. And I feel like that was definitely a God given friend because mm-hmm. maybe in a way it's like, OK, stuff, stuff is about to start rolling and you need somebody that really got your back and yeah. just genuinely has your best interest at heart because I ain't really have all that. And I didn't realize that until like, hey, like you really on some foo-foo stuff. Got it. Got it. <laughs> I'd rather do it alone. But he's brought somebody that made me feel like you don't have to though. Yeah. You know, so with that change, I'm like, this is great change. This is great change. Yeah. So and it uh, takes adjustment. You're like, okay, I don't yeah. have to do it alone anymore. Mm-hmm. I can if I yeah. need to, but yeah. no, I don't have to. Right. And there's power yeah. in that. There's power in yeah. being able to, yeah, to open up, to make yourself vulnerable, to let the, let the light in, right? Yeah. Pretty much. If it's given to you, so look, just take what it is, ride the wave. And if not, it'll naturally, you know, depart from you. But don't yes. kind of hold on to stuff that's not for you. And you know that it's not. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know the same for you. Just trying to hold on to it because you're complacent and, and you're comfortable with it. So now I'm, I'm like, I'm tired of being comfortable. Uncomfortable me. <laughs> just take it away. I, I'm okay. I'm okay. I will live. I will survive. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Carrie, Carrie, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. It is so good to see your face and so good to talk about music. And I am just so grateful for your light in the world. I think you're awesome. I really appreciate that. And same to you, Miss Emily. Every time we've talked, it's always been like, that was very refreshing. I didn't think that I would have thought about that like that. So thank you for a realization for me as well. You are most welcome. Thank you. It's been a gift. Um, if our listeners are thinking, oh my God, Carrie sounds so amazing. How do I follow her music? Where do I get her stuff? Where's the best place for them to find you? You can find me on Instagram at Carrie Music, K-A-R-R-I music underscore. Or you can look me up on Apple, uh, Google, Spotify. I'm pretty much out there. Uh, and, and it's under Carrie, K-A-R-R-I. And you'll send me out there. You heard it here, folks, K-A-R-R-I. If you're listening on the radio, just remember K-A-R-R-I. If you are listening on a podcast, you just have to scroll up and click. And we've got some links. Yeah, for you to check out. And now we get to play the recorded version of Anxiety. I'm so excited. Yay, it's probably going to sound way better than mine. But here we go. Oh, it's going to be amazing. (laughs) Would you like to introduce your song? I would like to introduce my song. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Carrie. And this is Anxiety from my new project, M.I.A.
sleepless nights toss over and over I'm trying to keep my mind at ease My anxiety is keeping me up later I can't even think logically And now I'm up clicking through Netflix Working overtime cause nothing I'm making sense Last words that I heard said I'm acting like a bitch Tangled in my words, so what's coming out is this Thanks so much for joining me for this week's episode of Journey of a Song featuring Carrie. To learn more about Carrie or to follow her musical journey, find her on Instagram at at Music underscore. That's at K-A-R-R-I music, M-U-S-I-C underscore. For behind the scenes glimpses and more about Journey of a Song, follow me on Instagram at at Emmeline Music. That's at E-M-M-E-L-I-N-E music. Don't forget to check out my other show, Journey of an Artist, Sundays at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time on DeepLM Radio. Journey of a Song airs Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on Deep Ellum Radio, and each episode is available as a podcast the very next day. Discover new music and hear fascinating stories with me, Emmeline, every Thursday night on Deep Ellum Radio. If you're enjoying the show, don't forget to tune in next week. This is only the beginning, and I don't want you to miss a single minute of these inspiring conversations. If a picture is worth a thousand words, a song is worth a thousand stories. <laughs>